So, um, just a quick a, a quick rehab recap. Um, we all chanted this morning the first part of the brief admonitions that Buddha gave at his Parinirvana. It's now called the Sutra. Um, and he said, uh, don't worry about um, this physical body not being here. This is my paraphrase again. Um, when you practice the precepts, I am present. So I'm always, I'm always there. Um, and and, the, and uh, we might think of the precepts as the body and mind and activity of Buddha, who's always there. Um, in the Lotus Sutra, that section on, um, on the, the uh, lifespan of the Tathagata, he says basically the same thing. Um, he says, I've, I've been a Buddha for countless kalpas, countless eons, and I will continue to be the Buddha for countless eons. It's an unlimited lifespan of the Tathagata. Um, but he says, um, all those viewing me as extinct, extinct harbor feelings of yearning and arouse adoring hearts. When beings have become sincerely faithful, honest and upright, I think that, that means the precepts, honest and upright. Um, wholeheartedly wishing to behold the Buddha, then I and the assembled Sangha appear together on sacred Vulture Peak. Well, the Sangha of um, Vulture Peak is, is all the Buddhas. So uh, when, when we practice being honest and upright, when we practice the precepts, Buddha is right there um, by our side. So this, he said that, uh, you know, this, uh, that I'm pointing to that picture on the altar there of uh, Buddha's Parinirvana, him sort of laying down, giving this lecture with all of his disciples around him. So this, this me going away was just kind of a expedient means to set you all for yearning, uh, yearning for this activity of being Dharma friends together, learning from each other, practicing together. Um, so me, me going away is expedient means to keep you yearning for that. And then every time, every time we get together like this, sitting together, um, serving meals, bowing together, um, uh, the Buddha is right there with us, right there. 
um, even uh, you know, 2,500 years later, uh, just as we were bowing tonight, um, or this, this, this as we were bowing this morning, you know, there, there was the Buddha right there. So, uh, so the Lotus Sutra says says the same thing. Uh, that these precepts, our harmonious activity together, is the body of Buddha. Um, in in the in the introduction to Red Pine's commentary on the Diamond Sutra. Red, red pine goes a little further. The Diamond Sutra may look like a book. It's right here. It might look like a book, but it is really the body of the Buddha. It is also your body, my body, all possible bodies but it's a body with nothing inside or outside. It doesn't exist in space or time. Are you aware of your body that doesn't exist in space or time? That's me, that's not Jason. That's me saying that. Nor is it a construct of the mind. It's not just something we think about. This body, our true body that doesn't exist in space or time, it's not just something we think about. He goes on to say, it's no, it is no mind. And yet because it is no mind, it has room for compassion. This book is the offering of no mind born of compassion for all suffering beings. I really like, I really like how he says that. Is our true body is born of compassion. You know, um, the beginning of the sutra says, uh, uh, this is the, the first turning of the Dharma wheel. Here's, this is what we chanted this morning. When Shakyamuni Buddha first turned the wheel of Dharma, he liberated Ajñata Kaundinya, one of his, one of his buddies. Um, the first turning was uh, Buddha's teaching on uh, the Four Noble Truths. The Eightfold Path, the, um, the liberation, our liberation from suffering. The, the second noble truth, or the second um, turning of the wheel, uh, was Buddha's teaching on the Mahayana um, Mahaprajna Paramita Sutras, of which the Heart Sutra is a part the Diamond Sutra, um, the Lotus Sutra is, is, is pointing towards it. It was even a little before, um, but it's, it's pointing towards 
And, and that's that's the teaching of emptiness. That's that's our emptiness teaching in the Maha Prajna Paramita Sutra. Wisdom is uh, is our uh, understanding or abiding in emptiness. This no mind, this body that doesn't exist in space or time. And that doesn't mean that there's nothing there. I, I, I see quite a group of friends here. It means, um, it means there's no separation. It means that, um, that uh, we are supported by each other in our lives in this practice and we in turn turn that dharma wheel to support uh, all other beings it means that we're so close that you can't tell the difference that, um, that we're um, we're, we're the left hand and the right hand, um, all one body, supporting and helping each other out. Um, and um, that's our Maha Prajna Paramita. That's our great wisdom. And um, and it says this book is born of compassion for all suffering beings. This, this, this book, which is the body of Buddha, is born of compassion. You know, we chant um, uh, the, the Maha Prajna Paramita is said to be the mother of all Buddhas, our compassion mother um, brings us our, our compassionate mother uh, uh, emptiness um, this unity this no separation our true body um, is is born of this compassionate mother what, what do we say of her the lovely the holy um, when we when we chant her chant uh, about her. So this book, this practice, is the compassionate earth of, uh, of all of us. And it's not us individual bodies. It's, it's our complete intimacy. It's our complete non-separation. Um, and when, when we are truly upright and sincere, when we, uh, with this a line from the Lotus Sutra, when we truly abide in that non-separation, when we're really feeling it, That's 
that's not only our practice, but that's the Buddha body. That's um, the Buddha body, the seven Buddhas before Buddha, my body, all right there. Um, and how could we possibly not be practicing the precepts um, when, um, when we are just so intimate and supported by and supportive of all, all, living, all living beings? And, and just to keep that thread going, don't stop me now. Um, we go to our beloved ancestor, Suzuki, in his masterwork. For us Zen students, he says, the most important thing is not to be dualistic. He says, the most important thing is to remember this intimacy. Remember that there is no separation. Remember that we were all born of the, the compassionate uh, uh, mother emptiness. This is our original mind, he says, the unified mind, all of us, our intimate uh, situation here. And it includes everything. It is rich and sufficient within itself. I like this word sufficient. It means it's, everything's in, I mean, he said it, he said it in, the, in the line before, everything is within it. It's sufficient. It doesn't need anything else because it's all right here. It's all right here. I've got uh, um, Yaro feeding me every morning. I've got Sandra ringing the bells so that I can chant on time. I've got all of us uh, showing me when to bow. It's all right. It's all right here. It's all sufficient. And you should not lose this self-sufficient state of mind. This isn't a closed mind, it's an empty mind. So here he's saying, just, just as he said before, self-sufficient mind is the realization of emptiness, is the maha prajna paramita. Um, if your mind is empty, it's ready for anything. And, and, uh, and, um, Red Pine says, uh, is empty mind. The only thing that's in it is uh, compassion. It's ready for anything. Because compassion sort of says, let me try you out. I'm not going to reject. I'm not going to reject anything. Let me try you out. Let me open up to this. If your mind is empty, it is always ready for anything. It is open to everything. And then his famous line, 
in this beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. But here he gets more specific. If we lose our original self-sufficient mind, our no mind, our empty mind, our, our compassionate mind, if we lose that, then we lose all the precepts. When your mind becomes demanding, you will long for something and you'll end up violating the precepts of not telling lies, not stealing, not killing, not being mortal, and so forth, he says. If you keep your original mind, the precepts will keep themselves. Um, And uh, Buddha says this again. Um, <laughs> everybody has everybody has their thing. Uh, uh, I, I I talk all the time about you know about, you know being about wholeness, uh, the whole works. Uh, uh, Jean, Jean just gave a, a wonderful talk on, uh, on uh, Wednesday about, uh, about embracing the forms of this practice. Uh, and, and he, uh, but so, so, so we've, all, we've all got our thing. And, um, and uh, here, here, you know, in every, every book I'm picking up, the Buddha is saying the same thing. Uh, you know, my body your body, the body of Buddha, uh, is practicing, practicing the precepts, is being upright and sincere, honest and upright. Um, and uh, uh, this practice, he said, of the precepts is like finding a light in the darkness, like um, finding a buried treasure, because it leads us to, to that, that harmonious assembly uh, around the Buddha, this harmonious assembly uh, in, in, this, in this Buddha hall. Uh, and he goes then right on to say, um, in the next paragraph, uh, you should know that having a lot of desires causes much suffering because they constantly seek for their own benefit. People who have few desires don't have much trouble. Just like, uh, just like Suzuki said. Um, just like Suzuki said. Um, when your mind becomes demanding, you long for something. You will end up violating your own precepts. You won't be cultivating that harmonious assembly around the Buddha, that harmonious assembly around no separation, that harmonious, intimate assembly of our life.
all you monks, he says, from now on, you must practice continuously. Then the Tathagata's Dharma body, our true body, that's me, <clears throat> will always be enduring and indestructible, just like he says in the Lotus Sutra. You should know, therefore, that everything in this world, this world of things, is impermanent. Meetings, two things coming together, meetings necessarily have separation, so do not harbor grief. Every appearance in the world is like this. Every meeting is, um, is, this, is the world of impermanence. Be diligent. Seek liberation right away. Continuous practice. Be diligent. Let's see what he says about diligence. This is my teaching on diligence. Um, if you are diligent, nothing will be difficult for you. For this reason, you should be diligent. It is like a small stream flowing for a long time, which is able to bore through stone. That's a nice image, it's, uh, because because we know that uh, we know that um, sometimes we forget. Sometimes uh, sometimes uh, we think that um, that Stan and Joyce live down there, and that um, uh, Corrine lives in. mid-county, sometimes we, we think there's separation. And uh, it's our natural way of, it's our natural way of um, uh, thinking about things. Um, when Corrine asked me to, to pick her up and come to the Zendo, uh, that was a long time ago, you know, my answer was, oh, Corrine, I'm already with you. <laughs> that would have gotten you nowhere. <laughs> but, but you know, it's 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 it's, it's kind of it's kind of true. Uh, uh, Pardon me. Yes, yes, yes. I was thinking yesterday, uh, uh, just just like um, just like. Sarah, that uh, we miss Liz here at the Sashin. She's one of us, uh, as, as all, all of us here are regular Sashin participants, and uh, Liz couldn't be here this weekend. But then I looked at the altar, and there were those flowers, and I said, there she is. There she is, just, just bursting out of that um, base. So, um, uh, you know, body's not within space or time, you know, but I can see her there and I know she's sitting with her dad right now. I know all those things about her and, uh, and I, I know she's, you know, right here because those flowers are here. And that's, that's what, um, 
That's what we have to. We're so used to thinking that um, there's separation. That you live there, you live there. I sit here. You guys uh, are in your own individual seats, separated from. That's that's our default mode, and um, the Buddha is saying here we have to practice diligently, continuously, um, to uh, cut through that stone um, that that says we're separated. And but if if we're always putting on that mind of of there's no separation, I'm already right here fully. Uh, if we keep, if, 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 if we kind of keep turning towards that mind, um, uh, that's our, that's the reality of our true life. And um, sometimes it looks like uh, it's going to, it's going to take, uh, you know, eons to make the Grand Canyon here. Um, but, uh, you know, Dogen, Dogen is our friend. Dogen says, you know, every, every, time, every time you say, oh, I'm the stream, I'm working on it, Dogen says that's the whole works. Dogen says, uh, you've already made the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is already You've already picked up chlorine. Uh, uh, every time you can say, I'm not separated from her. I'm not, uh, every time you, um, you, uh, you uh, say, uh, I'm going to the Zendo, the whole works is already there. Um, before you get to this Zendo, you might think you're far from the environs of enlightenment. But Dogen says, uh, just that saying, I'm putting my jacket on to go to the Zendo. Uh, you're already fully realizing your intimacy with the whole world, with the whole universe, the whole cosmos. And, uh, and we, we just have to remember that again and again, this continuous practice. Um, Raja yesterday was, was glad that uh, he wasn't doing continuous practice at the end of the day. It was his first, his first day, day long sit, and uh, he he was saying, "Oh my legs!" <laughs> that was his goodbye to us. Oh my legs! He was glad that continuous practice had ended for him <laughs> for that day. Um, but. Um, You know, our continuous practice is just that, that simple turning back to, um, uh, oh, uh, there's Liz. Oh, um, I, I, 
we're never apart from each other. It's, it's that simple practice, simple practice of just relaxing. Um, th there's a hint in here. I, I won't try to find it, but um, but when we're when we can sort of drop um, drop our uh, uh, the ego, when we can when, just when we when we can sort of say, oh, let me open up a little bit, not just this. Not just this body here that I can touch, but my true body. Well, we can just let that go a little bit. When we can let that ego go uh, and relax, um, that's that's when um, that's our continuous practice, and it's so it's so easy to get there. Um, here are four ways. In our uh, Awakening Together group, we're just finishing up this great book called uh, Be the Refuge, um, about Asian, American, ex Asian Americans experiencing Buddhist, Buddhism in America, um, given the fact that they have such generational roots and how they see it springing up in America. Um, but uh, in um, in uh, a lot of Buddhist temples, there's Sunday school, and a lot of the, the they're all young Asians that are writing in their twenties and thirties. Uh, they remember going to Buddhist Sunday school and growing up, and. Um, one of them said, you know, growing up in that Sunday school, my idea of Buddhism was that we just have to do good for other people. And I think that's a great idea of Buddhism. And we can, we can have that thought a million times a day. You know, how can, you know, sitting in my car driving here, how can I be sure that I'm doing good for, good for, I could be walking for one thing, like like Stan and Joyce coming to the That would be a good way to to drive is by walking uh, for other people. But how many how many times can we just say, I, I want to be sure that I'm doing good for other people as I do this activity. Um, um, uh, Shinshu. Roberts, in her commentary on, on being time, Dogen's fascicle Uji, being time. Shinshu, uh, I don't think she called it continuous practice, but that, that's, that's what we were, we were talking about when we were reading it. Shinshu says, uh, just remember that we're always in relationship each other, with someone else, with um, our environment. Just remember that, that, that it's impossible to talk about ourselves without talking about our relationship with all beings. That's a pretty easy one to remember. And just, just that shift um, uh, kind of 
feel my shoulders relax. And, and that next step that I take is going to be in relationship with all beings. And I, I mean, I'm never not in relationship, but I'll, I'll have that awareness. I'll be, I'll be fully involved in that complete awareness. So these are like two simple things. Um, in, in that book we're reading on uh, Trust in Mind by Mu Song. Um, Scott's, Scott's in that group. And, uh, Sandra's in that group. Uh, Yaro's in that group. Uh, Christine's in that group. Reading Mu Song. He said um, uh, he wanted us to know the difference between Zen training and practice. And he said, you know, Zen training is pretty much, you know, let's all turn together at this time when we hear this bell. Let's try to harmonize together when we chant. Let's try to bow and get up together. Um, but of course that's, that's embodying uh, the harmony that's embodying harmony and that's not different than the harmony of the of the whole universe and uh, so that's our training is to really get that in our body what harmony sounds like what the harmonious bows are together let's get that in our body but our practice is is taking that um, uh, right out of the room and into our life Getting, in, getting into the car and harmoniously stopping. Even if we've just gone 50 feet in our car, we get to harmonize with the whole universe by stopping completely at that first stop sign. Uh, and, and, and then stopping at all the other stop signs. And, um, and uh, uh, making great, uh, healthy breakfast so that we can harmonize the rest of the day with all the people that we meet. So just taking, taking these simple practices that we do here, listening that we're tuned up, bowing together, um, that gets it in our bodies uh, so that we, we can know that You know, I was thinking when we were doing Oriyoki that, um, that for those of us who've been doing it for a long time, we just do these same, same movements over and over again. And um, we've always got uh, a few people in every session that, you know, this is their first time. And, and uh, they're, they're working so hard to get their fingers to to fold the claws in the same way or to get to, in the right way to get that knot they're working so hard but for those of us who've done it you know a lot you know that knot just comes together and we just tie that knot and, and we're done uh, because it because it's right there in our body you know and it's kind of funny you know that skill is 
useless outside of this room. <laughs> but but it's it's so nice. It's so nice. You know, every few months. Ooh. <laughs> it's just smooth as silk. It's smooth as silk. I, I can I can experience that. Ooh, smooth as silk. Uh, so that's what it means to embody this teaching. Um, you know, the reason I know it's smooth as silk is because, you know, we've all felt silk before too. That this practice, this practice is not just about right here in the room. Um, it's about uh, this harmony uh, of the whole universe. And 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 then and then Gene Bush, you know, in Wednesday's lecture, he he kind of uh, he kind of. Uh, said the same thing that Mushan did, that, uh, that these practices, the forms that we do in this room, is like, is like putting on, you know, new habits, uh, skillful habits, and um, uh, doing something a little differently with mindfulness, with harmony in mind, and we can take those habits with us out into the world. We can keep that harmony in mind and, um, and uh, say to ourselves, uh, what would be my next activity that can develop harmony right here and right now? Is it making sure that I stop at the stop sign? Um, so um, so this, is, this is our continuous it's a little less of a grip on this separate self and a little leaning more to, the, to that um, uh, children's Sunday school. Of, um, uh, this is about uh, doing good for other people. It's leaning more there, leaning less into the solid grip right here. And that just seems so simple. And uh, sometimes it feels like we're digging the Grand Canyon, but it doesn't have to be that way. It can be just, how can I be harmonious right here and, and, uh, and do good for other people? This is my actual presence in the world. That's what Buddha says. Just doing good for other people. That's me. That's my body. May our hands together, may our voices together be one mind, one body, mind and body are two different. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. 